from the studios in Walnut Kills, California. After a long vacation, we are back. We meant to do it like that, obviously. Sure. <laughs> this is Lucha World it's Podcast. Summertime. It's summertime. Come on. We're on vacation, yes. But we're always on vacation. We are domestic house cats. Yes. So this is Vandal Drummond with Alfredo Esparza. Um, I'd like to start off this episode with just a little salute to a dear friend of mine who I was shocked to find passed uh, find passed away in February of this year. Steve Gerber was a wrestling fan going way back to the 1970s. I met him at one of the many uh, video gatherings that we used to have with uh, people like Dave Meltzer and Pat Howard. Um, you know, you know, mid '80s pre-internet, we we would get together with stacks and stacks of tapes and just eat and drink and watch wrestling all night long, mostly Japan wrestling. Uh, Steve was a huge Lucha Libre fan, and I used to make the trips to Tijuana. Uh, the usual crowd would be uh, me, Pat Howard, uh Physico before he became Physico Nuclear. <laughs> uh, Greg Regalado, uh, Dan Farron, and had a lot of really memorable trips. He was an avid mask collector. And uh, in addition to wrestling, I was an assistant teacher at a school he was counselor at. It was a school called Rossier School. That was a private school specializing in... Uh, kindergarten through high school, kids from dysfunctional families. So I got to see the work that he was really passionate about, really trying to, uh, trying to, you know, help kids in bad situations, you know, lead a stable life and had a great admiration for him. Cause, uh, after working that job for two years, I realized, I don't think this is something I could do for 10 straight years mm-hmm. because no matter how hard and how passionate you are, you know, only so many of the kids are going to come out okay, and so I just had a great uh, admiration for him really dedicating himself to that job. But w- one of the ma- amazing things is when you went to his house, it was the most pristine house you'd ever see, the cleanest house, but all over the place you'd have rock and roll memorabilia and uh, 
he would have all his lucha masks displayed on mannequin heads. Oh, wow. It was like a mini museum when you went there. It was like Santo's house. <laughs> exactly, yes, yes. Except and then, he, wasn't a, he wasn't like El Hijo de Santo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He wasn't as bad as El Hijo de Exactly, yeah. He was a, he was a, a, a good, good man. Guy. The funniest thing is is you wouldn't picture him as uh, the eclectic uh, taste in music he had. From Deep Purple to Motorhead to, because he was a very conservative looking guy when yeah. you saw him. But uh, this guy knew music like the back of his hand and even wrote for some uh, music journals and blogs wow. and had the great fortune to interview every member of Deep Purple with the exception of the late John Lord. And, uh, uh, we last we last saw Steve. It wasn't January. Was it January? January. That was the first time you met him, wasn't it? No, I met him at the Lucha show. Oh, the that's Lucha, right. Yes, yeah. yes. I forgot about shows. that. Yeah, yeah. It was brief though. It was. It was brief. Because he, he went to two MPW shows, didn't he? I believe he did. Yeah, because he went to the one that Augie showed up. Yes, that was the, the one, one where that, we the all. The first one Augie went to. Yeah, we all went to uh, TGI Fridays afterwards, yeah. and I remember. Uh, well, I remember he said he was going to be making the shows regularly. Yeah. And uh, before, I think, was it the April show? I can't quite remember, but I remember calling him the week before and leaving a message on his machine saying, hey, it's coming up, come to the show. And I was a little surprised when he wasn't there. And in the back of my mind, I thought, hmm, what's up? Because he was a very structured, very punctual person. And usually he'd leave a phone call if he couldn't make a yeah. date or something. Uh, you know, and I found out six months later that he uh, passed away. So, you know, just wanted to give you a tribute to my dear friend. And, uh, you know, I'm glad, you know, we had been out of touch for almost 15 years when wow. we met. We met by pure chance at a concert in 2011. So I'm very thankful that we were able to reconnect before his passing and just was hoping to get more, you know, time to hang. But... I remember I, I was watching one of the videos that you recorded, mm -hmm. and at the very end, actually, you might, you weren't the one recording it. it; had to be somebody else. Might have been Jeff. Yeah. Uh, but you or you guys switch around the and at the very end of the show, you guys are like messing around. There's this little kid that's just bugging you guys in Tijuana. In Tijuana. Yes. And the kid just keeps bugging you, and like, yes. he's going after uh, after Steve, and Steve just walks away. <laughs> He goes, 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 he it was one of the funnier ways. Oh, I, I left it on the video. I always friends. wonder whatever happened to that kid because I remember he'd get in, he'd run into the ring when you that know, kid grew up to be Sin Cara. Ah, yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sin Cara or Who's missing? Oh, that's another story or Sin Career. Sin yeah, Career. Sin Career. Oh, this, no! This little twelve-year-old kid would just run to the ring, get up on the top. So he did that all the time. All the time, and he he'd get on the top turn turnbuckle and do a perfect moonsault landing on his feet. Wow! And. I'd say, hey, Negro Casas Jr., and he just smiled like, yes, I'm Negro Casas. He's probably, he probably tried wrestling at some point. I bet he did. I'd, I'd be curious to know. Yeah. So I guess we should there, the, the big news. The big news, and the there big, is a lot is, of news. A lot of news, but this is the big news. Allie, the CMLL ring girl, has quit. My God. To join the circus. The circus? The circus. 
is a circus painting. And of course you know which one I'm talking about because it's the good looking. (laughs) (laughs) The one that Kevin Kleinrock has dibs on. Has a little crush on. Has a huge crush on. Mm. She's not, she's, she's doing, they try to talk her into staying. My crush is still Amapola. Amapola? Hey, she's not leaving, so you know. (laughs) At least not now. I guess the circus pays more than CMLL maybe. Well, she says she still wants to go back, but that's her dream. Right. The circus. Oh, that's cool. I think she does gymnastics or something, so she wanted to do that. Very cool. Whatever. I guess if you do gymnastics... If that's better than being part of the Chica's Vuelta Vuelta. Yeah. Whatever, you know? Yeah, I could see it. I, I don't see it. How can you not want to strip in front of however many CML fans are? <laughs> I want to strip in front of CML fans, but they just get offended. They get upset. No, the big news is actually CML finally announced the big um, anniversary match. And it looks like event. and it looks like there might, for once in a long time, be a big anniversary show, like a really solid show. Well, they they, they earlier today they announced they had the press conference. It was hilarious because they just kept announcing all these. Like for whatever reason, they pick the they don't just announce one big match and like maybe mm-hmm. something small. It's always everybody shows up. Let's announce everything. So they started it off. I guess we should start from the beginning. They announced that Marco Corleone is coming back on on Friday. Yes, he's been out for like three months. Don't tell him he's. It was from his auto accident because he's going to get very offended. <laughs> it was from some other operation that he had. No, he won't tell us what it is. I'm sure he'll tell somebody, but not right now. Um, that was a big announcement first. Then I think they announced on Tai Chi. The Japanese guy. Yes. Uh, he's from New Japan. Challenged Maximo to a hair match. That was the other one I didn't even tell you about. Um, then they have... I think they've had one, like, in the past. So they're probably going to have another one okay. at some point. Then there was another... Then um, I think Blue Panther came out. Actually, Averno came out. Averno came out and announced he wanted to challenge Blue Panther to a hair match. The same match he announced the previous press conference... Basically, everything happens in press conferences. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen in a, in a match. I don't think they've even talked about it during a You match. don't grab the microphone and throw the gauntlet down. You and it's not have like they a have press it. conference. Yeah, so, so they announced he wanted, once again, he announced that he wanted his match to be a her match where the only way the winner would, it would be via submission. The winner would be via submission. That's going to be a sweet Which twist. Which would be pretty awesome because, I mean, Averno isn't really known for submission wrestling. And Blue Panther and Blue who is a, basically like he's the master of a, all that. Stuff. A master technician. Yes. The only thing cooler would be Blue Panther versus like Negro Navarro. Or and somebody. actually, since we haven't done a podcast in a long time, that's the other match. Um, you should you probably don't know about August sixteenth. They're doing the Lucha de Maestros again. Oh, it's gonna be. Um, except I can't remember the CML side. I know it's Blue Panthers on that side, but um, Black Terry, Negro mm-hmm. Navarro, and I think Solar are wow. coming back. So that's going to be another match worth watching. Oh, that's I think, cool! Actually, I was going to say I hope that's the fri- uh, the Fox show, but well, I don't get that. <laughs> we'll just have to wait for it on. I get the Time Warner show, yes, which you I, don't get. Yeah, I get the I get the Alley TV one, which I think you get, but you don't know because because in the TV listings it says like paid commercial instead yeah, of wrestling. So it's, like, it's, it's, it's one of those. So I never know when it airs. Yeah, so um, that match is that was airing before the Fox show was airing on that channel. Yes, but now they're airing the. The Sunday show. Well, we, we, before the podcast, we touched on this briefly. I find a lot of the stuff I used to find on TV on YouTube. Yeah, it's and easier. With my, yeah, and with not that much time delay either. And that's, the, you know, whenever people ask me, where do I watch? It's like, just watch it on YouTube. There really is no other mm-hmm. solution. There's no other answer. I mean, you could tell them, oh, you could, 
you could watch it on on TV, but you're probably not going to get half the stuff anyways. And you're just going to be looking for it. So right. It's easier on YouTube. Yes. So they announced that Blue Panther agreed. <coughs> Excuse they, me. They, uh, they brought contracts. They signed contracts. Ah. They didn't announce the date for the matches, though, <laughs> which, was, which was hilarious. Uh, they also announced Tanahashi was coming back. Cool. So he's coming back, I think, Very on the cool. 21st. It's not that cool. He's not that great. He's oh. great. He's great in Japan. I mean, he's been pretty crappy in... It's not that he's crappy in CML. He's just like, you know, he's mailing in some of his mm-hmm. performances. He's no Nakamura in... And Nakamura. Nakamura. We'll, we'll, we'll touch we'll on this in a, a bit, but, a but bit. yeah, continue. I'll keep going with the press conference stuff. Yes. Because I have it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I still remember all this stuff. Yeah, so they announced Tanahashi's going to come back, come in. So he's basically coming in to do the Universal Tournament, mm-hmm. which starts, um, starts on um, August 23rd. Yes. And ends September 6th. They were initially, we initially thought it was going to end on the anniversary show, but they're going to, I guess that's going to be their big match for the okay. week leading up to that. So they're basically, I'm guessing what's going to end up, what might end up happening is um, they might have a Verno Blue Panther on one of those other shows too. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing because the following match, I, I'm assuming this because of the next match. The next match announced was uh, Shocker. Shocker came out and wanted, or, or Rush came out. One of the two, both of them came out. And it threw out challenges for a hair match. So then Negro Casas came out and wanted to challenge mm-hmm. Rush to a hair match also. So then they agreed to a, a three-way, only it's going to be the old-style three-way, a uh, round-robin. Yes. Where it's going to basically be, um, I think it's Negro Casas versus Rush, and then the winner would then face Shocker, or the other way. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that because that was like a... a st- a staple of Lu- CML Lucha in, like, the 80s that I missed. Yeah, the Round Robin. The I round loved robin. those. Yeah, and so, and it's Rush. Rush and Erokasa is a great feud. And Shocker, yes. if anybody can get anything out of Shocker, it's going to be those two guys. Uh, yeah, I, a few weeks ago, I talked to my comrade and rival Frankie D, and he said in that excited Carvernario Galindo voice of his, like, Negro Casas and Rush are feuding. He had yeah. just seen it, and I was jazzed, too. And I was watching them work together in two different matches, and it dawned on me, what a perfect feud, because they both have a very similar personality. Yeah, like yeah. A veteran brat against a rookie brat. Yeah. They're these two, like, smart-ass brats, and they're going after different each era, other. Different era, different ages. Exactly. <laughs> different, ages now. Yes. different stages of their life where, where now Negro Costas acts like that, and you're like, oh, he's... He's cool, you know? Like, when, yes. when Rush does it, it's like, oh, he's a dick. You know, <laughs> exactly. you know I think it's awesome because I'm a wrestling fan. But, yes. you know, like, a casual fan or somebody that, like, takes it a little more in a different way is going to think he's, like, a, oh, he's an asshole or whatever, you know? Yeah, I, I hate it. I picture all the fans totally cheering Casas, yeah. like, big time. That, that whole, and I think that, that, I'm guessing, and that's why I think the Averno Blue Panther will end up happening in September. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. You never know with CML. They could actually switch all this stuff further but um shocker when he was asked on um, twitter when his match was gonna happen he said it's gonna happen at some point during the anniversary um they celebrate the month basically yes so i'm guessing maybe it's it could be a tuesday sunday or next friday after that show which would be great which makes it all the more difficult for somebody who's gonna go like to the anniversary show mm-hmm. thinking you know i want to go to the anniversary show but i also want to go to that show and I want to go to the other shows. Oh, so I'd I, love I, I, to see all those shows if I could. If only we had money and we knew there was no crime. Exactly. Yes. We were talking about this, how, how we both thought about going. And then, like, 
at the same time, you're just thinking all this stuff in your head. Like, I hate flying. I pretty much... Really? I hate flying. I, oh, I dig it. I've always hated flying. I hate being on a plane. I'm, that's just... Have you ever flown on JetBlue? Oh, JetBlue. Kurt, I've flown on small planes. Oh, I hate... I won't fly on a small yeah, plane. I've flown on... No, no, planes. big planes. No, I've big flown Big honking planes. Big planes, small planes. Okay, Jet... I hate flying on Jet planes. Blue, they have TVs in front of you, and you can watch all the cable channels, and... We had a transgender uh, steward when we. Oh, really? <laughs> seriously, it was the coolest plane trip that Elena and I took. JetBlue is the greatest airline in that, the world. That's the one that crashes like every year or two. Does it really? Yes. Uh, no, not JetBlue. You should look it up. Okay. You should look it up. Well, but you well, go. You know what? Don't look it up. Don't look it up. But, but you know. as you go down, you're watching a hishi and you're seeing like old Sanford and Son reruns as the plane goes ah. nose diving, and you go it's, to heaven. And you know that's not the thing that worries me, like going down or anything. That's uh-huh. not, it's just being on the plane, like it just makes me sick. It just—I think the I'm claustrophobic or something. Oh, it's just the—it's just. Well, the there's stuff. I, I, I hate heights. But we also can see we we'll get a couple of somas. Yeah, you just knock me out. You'll that's, you'll be rocking. But then see that's the problem. See that's that's phase one. Phase two is actually like re- trying to get it in your head that you won't get killed in Mexico you know? <laughs> <laughs> or kidnapped or kidnapped. You know, kidnapped. You know that's It nothing. could either be our greatest adventure or our greatest demise. Yes, one yes. or the other. It'd be. And I don't think we have. I don't think either one of us have relatives that can handle that. So it's one of those. If I was rich enough, like if I was rich as Mark Wahlberg, I'd hire my own entourage and oh, yeah, have like, bodyguards. Yeah. But we're not rich, so yeah. So, but see, that's the other. That's the thing. Like we know a lot of people that are just going to the anniversary that are yes. thinking of going just to the anniversary show or thought about going. Mm-hmm. But then now you hear all these other things. I'm pretty sure Steve would go to like the Rush versus Negro Casas main event. I would actually like to see that even more than Ultimo Guerrero versus Atlantis. Yeah. And there's a whole uh, twist on that one, yeah, too. Yeah, we're, we're getting to that one. So um, then that ends, and out comes La Sombra and Volador Jr. issuing mm-hmm. challenges to a mask match. And as they're doing that, Ultimo Guerrero comes out and issues a challenge. Not doesn't issue a challenge to them, but he tells them he wants to wrestle that who, who, the, who's going to main event the, the anniversary show is going to be him versus Atlantis unless they want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So then he suggests... So Atlantis comes out also, and then Ultima Girl suggests they have a Relevos Suicidas match, which is basically just you team up with your rival versus the other rival team, and you you know you have a match. The losing team in the past it was the losing team would face off in the final mm-hmm. to drop their mask. Well, this time around, Ultima Girl explains it that since he's so confident he can beat Atlantis. He not only wants to beat Atlantis, he can prove he could prove it by beating La Sombra and Volador Jr. to get to that point. So that's they have to win the match to get to the mass match. Yes. So that's the new step. That's a new twist yeah, on that old. Twist, which uh, doesn't really make sense. No. Because the whole point is you lose, you're winning to survive to to keep your mask. Yes. So that's the whole point of the of the Suicidas match. So like you'd almost purposely want to get pinned so you can buy out of it, unless there there's supposed to be some great prestige of being the winner if they had some fictional prize. Yeah, for so then, winning um, the whole thing. So um, then um, one of the guy, um, Bill, who's on Twitter, he tweets me. He's like, "Hey, maybe this is so um, so Volador Junior doesn't pull anyone's mask off because then he would win." Oh. And I thought, well, you know. That's possible. <laughs> but you could get DQ'd, you'd lose. True. Yeah, so... It's just one of those, um... 
I think they kind of overthought this match. Yeah, I don't know. I, you... thought, I thought Atlantis versus Ultimo Guerrero would have just sold out the building. Just done it. Out. Yeah, they should have just gone that route. Why Why play chess? And I think I think now now what it's going to do, it's like, it's pretty much... Because if it was just Atlantis versus Ultimo Guerrero, mm-hmm. you would have... Nobody would be like, okay, I don't know who's going to win this. Either guy could lose. But now you throw in these two other guys and you're like, you know, the more you think about it, Atlantis is going to be the one that loses. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we're assuming. he's the oldest one. He's yes. the oldest one. So then I started thinking about all these odds. Basically, La Sombra has... I have... I'm, I'm, I will bet my hair La Sombra will. Uh-oh. I will bet my hair La Sombra will not lose his mask September 13th. I'm not betting my hair on anything. Kurt, you're betting your hair. No! <laughs> oh, well, basically, I'm, I, I don't think Sombra's going to lose. Uh, that'd be crazy First to First of all, he's, 20, he's 23 years old. He's on the rise. And he's the coolest thing going right now. He has Along hit, with Rush. He hasn't even hit his prime. Yes. He, he's got the cool mask, the cool look. That's what he has. Unless he looks like a cool dude, like, without the mask. I could see it, but he's still young. He he has time to do that. In fact, I, I, the strongest disagreement I've had in something Dave Meltzer has wrote is that he lacks charisma. Yeah, his well, ma- see, his mask could be pure black, and he's still charismatic. See, he's and that's cool. the other thing. Maybe if he drops the mask, he does have charisma. That's what you know. I think he's because cool a lot of people a lot of people view charisma based on how you look. Which I mean, a lot of times that's not even that because I mean it's just the way you act that you have this look. You have this you have this way of yourself where it's like okay, that guy's a that guy's cool. But just his body language is yeah, cool. And, uh, I mean, I don't think he needs to show his face. Yeah. I think he is just plain cool. Yeah, so so I have him as the least likely guy to lose. Yeah. Then I kind of have Ultimo Guerrero. I just don't think he'll lose. Like, I think he'll lose. I just think there's more. Because, I mean, if you think about it, if Atlantis beats Ultimo Guerrero, Atlantis is going to want to... Their next, next big mass match would end up being Atlantis. Who on the heel side... With a mask, would you put Atlantis against? Who could beat Atlantis? Uh, Volador Jr. That's maybe. it, maybe. And is he like? Is he gonna Volador Jr. versus Atlantis? That's gonna take a lot of time. A long. Yeah. They, they haven't really had a lot of um, back and forth over the years. And At- Atlantis is in the twilight of his career. It can't be Dragon Rojo Jr. either. So. Better not be. Well, well, one. I think I think it's kind of a conclusion that the match will be Atlantis versus Ultimo Guerrero, yeah. no matter what happens. I mean, I guess they. Could... There is one option though, because when I like I was telling you what um, Bill was saying. So then I kind of started thinking about that. Well, you know, Bolivar Jr. just got married. Mm-hmm. His dad, his dad is um. He need, he's in need of surgery. Yes. For um, an in, uh, his something went wrong with his leg, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's an uh, I think it might be like an ACL or something. I don't know, but because uh, he was selling masks and everything, like a lot of his gear. Wow, he's really trying to. Get... He was trying to just figure oh, out a way to get man. money for his dad. Maybe it's him. That's why I kind of put him ahead of um, Ultimo Guerrero. Interesting. That's the only reason I put him yeah. ahead of Ultimate Girl. The other thing that I, I... And Atlantis would be my obvious choice. Is even though I wouldn't give him credit for doing this too often, remember the the big swerve, the surprise they uh, gave a few years back With when... Blue Panther? Blue Panther and Viano 4. How yeah. nobody thought... Everybody thought Viano 4 was going to be the one dropping it. I thought so. Well, see, this is what I also think. This is this is my fantasy booking, The Mask. Mm-hmm. Atlantis drops his mask to Ultimo Guerrero in, in September. This, yes. This coming show. Then Dos Leyendas, they bring back Viano 4 
to wrestle Ultimo Guerrero in a mask match. Ultimo Guerrero beats, takes Liana Ford's mask. Mm-hmm. Then Ultimo Guerrero La Sombra next anniversary, 81st anniversary. Then the cool. 82nd anniversary would be um, Volador, Volador Jr. versus La Sombra. Sweet. There, I found. I, <laughs> We're there. there. We're there. Send me my check. I'm, I, I just booked. <laughs> I just booked CML out for two years. I we love it. Throw in Rush versus somebody in there. Um, so yeah, and then um, yeah, that's basically all it from the press conference. I don't know what else you want to know mm-hmm. about that stuff. Um, no, but, but I, ticket prices were announced like a couple, like about a month ago, with the ringside being like two hundred thirty-nine bucks. Wow. <laughs> so, so everybody, well, everybody in Mexico is complaining about it. You want to hear something funny? It's not that bad here. Two hundred and thirty-nine dollars is the exact price of the highest uh, payment I got on eBay in nineteen ninety-eight for a Lucha Libre magazine that I paid really? that I paid fifty cents for. Wow. What did you? What was it? Two hundred thirty-nine dollars for a. And the funny thing, it wasn't like a really old one. It was like a late 1980s one. Uh, All I can remember is Mil Moscaris, and I think one of his brothers was on the cover. I guess you had a double of that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The the only magazine... You have a a lot of doubles in there. But I still have a lot of doubles? a lot of doubles. Wow, well... (laughs) (laughs) Well, Yeah, seriously, what what I did was when eBay was was first around, and it was a cash cow at the time, and I had double and triple issues because I, you know, I bought most of my Lucha mags, uh, in 1981 at a wrestling convention in Houston from a guy named Calvin Hambrick, but he had, I mean, stacks and stacks and stacks. So he would, uh, sell them. Uh, he'd give them to me for five for a buck. Oh, so wow. instead of going through them, I just got yeah, mounds like, of them. Yeah. And I was a hundred and what, 110 pounds at the time. I looked like a junkie. <laughs> yes. I could barely move my suitcase. But uh, when I finally went through them on that in 1998, I found, oh my God, I have double and triple issues. Yeah. I wonder if I could get 10 or 12 bucks. And um, I'm, I'm, I tell you, no joke, the average one was selling for 75 to 80 bucks. Wow. Maybe only four or five sold for 10 or 12 dollars. Um, and it was just maybe four, three or four people fighting over them and. Oh. All came through with a payment. I know that probably wouldn't work today, but yeah, nowadays you probably—I don't think. You, yeah. I mean, I'd be shocked. Yeah, well, eBay was really new then. Yeah. The the economy was a lot better, and plus, eBay just the newness of eBay. Yeah, I think it was, was exciting, like, and everybody wanted to win the auction. Yes, like yes. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Oh well, let's keep going with Sombra. Since yes, that seems to be the focus of the of the whole podcast. Yes, you <laughs> recommended the Sombra versus Nakamura match. Oh my God. That's the best match I've seen in from ages. New Japan. Yes, from New Japan. Yeah, both uh, of the matches were great. Now that you watch both of them, they were both great. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's never looked cool. I mean, he's cool, but he looked so cool. How awesome is Nakamura too? I Nakamura think. is great. I love that early in the match when he does the smart ass moves on the ropes. And then Sombra just wails on him. I mean, <laughs> Sombra showed such attitude. It yeah. worked so well. I mean, and the fans popped for every uh, standard move that he does in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, for every move he did, they popped for big time. And well, he did the thing where he jumped off the off that whatever the lighting, the lighting. And it looks the, yeah. I don't know what you call those yeah. things. I've seen you, those before. With um, I think Cassandra jumped off of one too, an Aerostar. And I gotta say, he looks cooler doing it than yeah. all the. I'm he just fits, I, I, I'm just a big mark for him right now. He fits now. any promotion. I mean, I I, I know when uh, Dave was talking about how how what he thought of him in uh, WWE. I actually think he would fit better 
than Mystic yeah. did. But they would still screw it they up. They would still screw it yeah. up. I'm not saying that he would... Yeah, like, I, I see what I'm you're not saying. saying he, I'm saying he would have had a better uh, a chance just because he's a lot younger going there and he's, he wasn't as big a star. And you could probably picture him having a more diverse uh, style he's than worked Mystico. A lot, like, if you look at like the, the guys they've worked against, Mystico never worked with like the Japanese guys this guy worked with. Like, this guy worked with uh, Tanahashi. Right. Like, like, I, think he might have, I think Mystico might have worked with him, but... Um, he worked with Nakamura. There, there was more interaction with those guys, whereas Mystico was more like more of the lighter weights. So yes. it was like so. But I mean, he just has like this. He just has this cool look to him, like a cool like. There's a there's a cool factor to him. There is. Same there thing is. with Mascara Dorada. There's another guy that actually has like. I know it's funny it, how some of the coolest guys have gimmicks that looks like they were born in the 1950s or 60s. Yeah. Very simple. You know, Angel de Oro is another one I yeah. dig. He, I mean, he's not quite on their level. Oh, he's but, not at their level. <laughs> but still, but still, there it, he, it he, works. I, he, Angel de Oro is actually good. Mm-hmm. But there's so many of those guys there in CMLL where, you, and he, and he's been injured so often that he hasn't been able. To, oh, like, gotcha. He hasn't been able to move up or anything. There's no real progression, and he, and there's always one guy who ends up just jumping over him as just being that much better. And then if it's not one a good guy jumping over him, it's like they bring in thunder or something. Gotcha. <laughs> so like Jesus, poor Christ. guy. Yeah. Well, you know. And then and then then you go to the other uh, other extreme, the psychedelic uh, uh, Guerrero Maya Jr., who is one of the coolest things in the awesome. today. He's, too. he's a great, and, and that's a guy that they have they have him elevated, and he's really good. They should. He's really he's, good. He's a really good guy, and he that's another match you should probably watch on from this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. There are actually two good matches. <laughs> uh, the uh, Cancer Barrows. Mm-hmm. You know that is right. The virus. No, I do not. That's... Have you ever seen Cancer Barrows? No. Virus, Raz- Raziel, mm-hmm. and Cancer Barrow. Oh. If you watch those three guys, it's like you're watching the Midnight Express type of quick tags. Get out! Around. No way. Kind of like the like the, like Blanchard and Anderson. Like when remember when the Horsemen would team up? Yes. Flair with the Horsemen with Tully and Arnold. Oh hell yeah! They would just quick tag in and out. Yeah. That's kind of what they do, except they do a little more. Like they do the lucha stuff. That's cool. Versus um, they were Triton, Jeremiah Junior, and um, God, I can't remember who the other guy was. I got more cash. There was another guy. There was another guy, but I can't remember. I'm sure. He was, oh, Ray Clemente. I think it was Ray Clemente. It might have been Ray Clemente. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, lock myself. Yeah, I think it was him because he, he cut a promo. I'm gonna lock myself in my computer room and just. Uh, there's so much stuff. You can, there's so much stuff you can watch. There's a triple A match you probably that I didn't. I didn't even tell you to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Steve Payne is in it. Remember? I don't think you ever saw Steve. No, Payne. I haven't. Local guy from mm-hmm. LA. He went and worked in. Uh, he's working in AAA now. Like regularly? He's regularly right now in AAA. Cool. Yeah, he's um. He was the guy. I actually, I actually, when I was, when I thought, when I thought about running lucha shows again, yes. he was on the list of the guys. I oh, was how cool! Using. So I was like, oh, that guy would have been good. And then well, he ends up going over there, and I was like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, but he's really that there's um, that match is a trios match. You can find it. It's it happened in the last two weeks. It's post triple mania, so it's not. <laughs> there's not that much. There's not that much afterward after that. But I mean, that's like one of those. Right now, there's a lot of good wrestling in, um, on on YouTube. So that's great. And I um, CMLL. I uh, you know we used to say we enjoy CMLL despite the fact that it's CMLL. You know, yeah. like despite the bad booking. And I, I, I like you said. I think they're overthinking the anniversary show and whatnot. But I'm really, really, really enjoying CMLL these days. Yeah, well, it's, as long as you don't watch every single match. <laughs> yeah, that might be stretching. You might get, you might get uh, bored out of your mind with it. Uh, the 
the other thing with Sombra was he actually suffered a ankle sprain. Oh yeah, you tell the, tell us about this that. This past Sunday he suffered an ankle sprain, and um, it went from him possibly missing three weeks to missing two weeks to missing one week to coming back on the Friday this tomorrow. He'll be back on Friday night. Wow. I don't know if he's wrestling, but he said he'd be there. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking that they might actually not have him wrestle. Maybe just have him like maybe just like. Somebody attack him. That would be wise. Because, I mean, I'm sure he... It didn't, like, his ankle... Like I was telling you, a lot of people were saying it looks severe, the ankle sprain. But, I mean, if you watch a lot of basketball, you'll see so many guys with ankle sprains post stuff on their their Twitter pages, on their Facebook pages, all all these other, like, social media. And an ankle, a severe ankle sprain is purple. Totally purple. Wow. It looks bruised. Red and purple, all these. It looks like it's like this, like one giant grape. Yeah, it looks like you should just cut the foot off. <laughs> That's what it's severe ankle sprain. And Sombras didn't look as bad as that. Oh. So I'm guessing it it, it might have been just a, a, a severe sprain, but it wasn't as it wasn't severe, severe missing two. Very weeks. good. I mean, yeah. they could work an angle off it. I mean, they could have a little Dora Junior. Because I bet you most people, you know don't observe what you've observed with a basketball player. Like, yeah. I bet you you could show, like, a swollen ankle. And yeah, and they could, oh, it's, no. well, that's what he posted on, on his page. I yeah. Like, I, I saw it, and I was like, like, it doesn't look that bad. And other people were like, oh, it looks severe, it looks severe. And I was like, it doesn't look that bad. Because I remember, um, like, who was it? Um, it was one of these old, um, there was a, a basketball player with the Lakers named Sasha Vujicic. Yes. He suffered an ankle sprain, like, in the during the playoffs a couple of years ago. And he posted, they showed a picture of his um, sprain, and it was like, it was like, how is he even walking? Like frightening this? looking. Yeah, so it, was, it, was, it wasn't that bad. But um, at least he's healthy, so he'll be ready for the anniversary show. <laughs> um, the other thing you've been watching is Rush versus Negro Casas. I am so high on that right now. I, you asked me you asked me what to watch about Rush and Negro Casas, and, and I just said, watch whatever you want. It works no matter what. <laughs> and it's so true, because and we were joking about this before the podcast, I found a six-man tag, and I was trying to tell you who was involved, and all I could really remember was Rush and Negro Casas. I do know Brasso de Plata was in it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I that I remember is uh, Casas' team won two straight falls. I mean, just totally trounced them. But he and Rush were just going at each other, and it was just pure fighting. Was this the just, match where he throws him over the railing and just beats the shit out of him in the yes in the, on the chair and stuff like that? Like he's just stomping on him. Yeah, he's, he's all over him. Yeah, he it, is it, all over him. It, it's just it's just amazing just to watch those guys work because you're just watching like these other guys, and they're like, ah, oh, here they go. Like, <laughs> like they could be teaming with New Peralta and Thunder, and, <laughs> and then the the only bad thing is like the camera guys always have to get everything else. But you're like, stick with Rush and Ergo Costa. That's you don't need the rest of the stuff. That's the that's meat. That's all filler. That's all filler. That's the meat right there. Yeah. But it's like, it's just amazing how, how much. Yeah. Like like we said, the two brats are wrestling. Just, I mean, yeah, this is going to be a great feud. Yeah. And of course, since you watched that, you watched Inferno in a ring. Oh, now. Now ring, which. I, I guess, yeah, we should go from great to terrible. Yeah. You actually took, you actually paid more attention to the entire match, whereas <laughs> I, I, I spent most of the time just complaining about how horrible Mr. Augie looked. Yeah, in fact, that's the reason I watched it, is you said you must watch uh, this match to see how horrible Aguila is. And I'm saying, oh, how bad could he be? And Fredo was telling me how bad he could be, and. Uh, you know, we're talking about an indie wrestler we've seen who is god awful, and I said he can't be that get bad. And Fredo said, actually, yeah, he's that 
bad. Yeah. And so he was that bad. Those punches were in slow motion. Did he drink have, like three gallons of Robitussin? Have you ever seen a wrestler who just mails in his biggest matches? Like I don't even I don't even qualify that as mailing it in. When I see people mail it in, they're at least competent. But this is like the second big match he's had, where he's just totally just shown up looking horrible. In fact, you you were saying that when you can tell he's going to have a bad match because the way he enters the ring. <laughs> he normally Miss Dragula over the last year has started paint, painting his face. Yes. Like, he'll paint it, like, looking like a tiger. It looks cool. Like, yeah, it looks cool, or a clown, or different things, or he does the Venom look, like, um, Volador Jr., and he'll have his hair sprayed, like, like, it'll be spiked to the, like, it'll look like, it'll look badass. Yeah. Well, in this, in this, in this cage match, he shows up without face paint, and he shows up with his hair just completely, like, threatened down, like, just... Just dangling down. Almost but, like... You know, maybe the the, the the reason he does that for the hair so he doesn't... So the barber doesn't have to worry about cutting it. Like, right. Maybe that. But, I mean, you still have to look kind of halfway... You'd still have the face... You could still do the face paint. Yeah, like, like something. You could do something. Almost like he might have wore a sign saying, I don't want to be here. Yeah, I'm losing... Or just, well, I'm losing... <laughs> but it's and, like... Everybody... Like, there were a lot of people who were saying that they felt they were defrauded. Like, they were, they were ripped off. I don't blame them. And I gotta say, uh, aside from Augula... You know, I do not like cage matches in Mexico. Yeah, I hate them. But I gotta say, this was actually a pretty good match. I've, I've I mean, only, like even WWE cage matches before, like before the whole Shawn Michaels and mm-hmm. Bret Hart and all these other guys started showing up. But remember, the old cage matches weren't very good. You know what I hated about old cage matches? Well, one, well, I, well, the WWE ones yeah. had the big holes and stuff. Yeah. Was, well, I, I should preface by saying when I was a little kid, uh, they had a cage match. It's called the Freddie Blassie cage. And it had no top to it. So, and it had no door. Oh, there was no door. No, and the way you won is you had to pin your opponent. See, that makes sense. And then you had to escape. Oh, really? And so when I saw my first WWF steel cage match, I'm all like, oh, this is going to be cool there. And, but then I see a door, and the rule is the first, okay, the way I took it is not the person who escapes. The person who can run away from his opponent the best. Yeah. The person who's such a pussy he can escape and run back to the dressing room yeah. is the winner. And it, it just seemed like the stupidest idea. You know, and, and in L.A., they, you know, yeah, the loser would be laying there just like in a semi-comatose state while the guy triumphantly scales yeah, the yeah. cage. And that, you know, two of them would climb the cage trying to get out and throw each other back in. I like the, like, I grew up with, like, Mid-South and all those. So the cage matches were a little more violent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this <laughs> is true. a little violence, I was okay with it. But I, I, I always prefer, like, them pinning them or escaping. Yeah. But, like, I think the only time I actually liked the door thing was when they, um, the Freebirds turned on. Rick oh, that was a classic they, moment like, in wrestling. Or with Kerry Von Erich, uh, Kerry Von Erich, where they slammed the door on Kerry Von Erich. That was on the very first. And then they did that in War Games afterwards with Rick. They did it. They did the the Kurt Henning turn where he slams the door yeah. on Rick Flair. That that's what I like. That was on the very first wrestling tape I got when I got a VCR. Oh, I really? got a bunch of Japan with Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid and that angle, and I was just in awe. I yeah. had not seen wrestling that good in a long time. Yeah, because I mean, you grew up on WWE. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I didn't. On WWF, 
Uh, no, you didn't. I grew up on L.A. wrestling. Yeah. I'm old. I'm very old. I'm ancient. I am El Viejo. Yeah, yeah but I mean, the way the whole thing, like Mr. Argy, just looked horrible. Looked and and he, but the only thing that looked good was when they were shaving his head. He looked so sad, he like. Looked- I think he was just drunk. Though. Yeah, but uh, and uh, you know he, I, I never really. You know, you know when Shocker is outperforming you, <laughs> you're, you got problems. But what can I mean? If you think about it, what what does a guy have to do to like lose his job in um, CML? I would have fired him on the spot. Yeah, I would be like, you know, you're out of here. Yeah, yeah, you know, he should wear that makeup because I never look closely at him. But boy, he has not aged well. Um, when they're shaving his head, it, he did not friend him on good. Facebook. He's always posting. No, posts. no, no. Um, but I gotta say, I did enjoy uh, the match. I loved when Rush made the escape and did that great pose. Yeah, we're just of the being a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, look at me. I, yeah. I'm, I'm getting away. And then I love how uh, Brasso de Plata and uh, was it Ray Scorpion are trying to uh, escape. Maximo jumps up and gives a big kiss to Rey Scorpio, and he falls back into and the he ring. Helping his- and he helps Bronson de Plata <laughs> climb the cage and get him out there's safely. There's still something charming about Bronson de Plata. Totally. Where it's like you can't really hate that he's still Russell. The only time I really can't stand is when he's like, you know, he's the one that ruins the match. Mm-hmm. But he's perfectly fine in there if it's Rey Scorpio or guys like that. If there's that one guy who's going to work with him. Yes. But like if it's him and there's like high flyers on the other side, you're like, Whoa, this is going to be good with Mascara Durant. Yeah. And, and I, I saw him, and it's him. It's like, oh, come and on. It, and it doesn't, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And it doesn't bother me when somebody who worked their butt off for so many years, they're older. I don't care if they're just standing in the corner. If they've yeah. worked so hard in their careers. And they're, Kim Monito. <laughs> yeah. Super Park is going to get the Kim Monito Serious, Seriously. Where, it, he just, where he just sneaks himself, fits himself underneath the ring, yeah. the bottom rope, and just lays there the whole time. <laughs> I mean, Parata, let's talk about saying Parata Morgan is, is, I mean, he could still still do it when he wants, but I would have no qualm He's if he... Pre- he had a pretty good year last year, so... Yes, yes. and, and But but if he just stood there in the corner and occasionally tagged in, I'd have no problem with that. I mean, all the work that guy did over the years, yeah. I have no problem if they, you know... It's the crappy ones you don't like. Yes, the crappy <laughs> the ones who never were good, high on ego, low on talent. You the know. ones that don't sign up their... Didn't give you their audience. Yeah, I still haven't gotten over that. You're still upset. You're still upset at uh, Mil Mascaras. They made me look like a fool. Mil Mascaras refusing to take a picture. And, e- and Cico Delico too. <laughs> oh yeah, they also. Um, well, this is already late news, so I won't. I'll skip it. Pirotito. They they took they stripped Pirotito Pirotito of um, his um, Mexican national lightweight title that really? he's held, he's held for five years to create more t- another tournament. They're running a tournament. So they right stripped now. it for the sake of having a tournament? Yeah. I don't know if maybe he's gone because he hasn't oh. been there. Maybe they should have just had him drop some guys, it. Some guys leave. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. But, you know, yeah. it's not like, like you said, they overthink it. Yeah. They must think that they're not going to drop it. or They must. They must. I mean, come on. Hector Garza was still offering to drop his. <laughs> <laughs> he was already gone. They, they, they must sit there saying, we know how much fans love tournaments. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I, we should talk about Hijo Santo uh, winning his lawsuit. Big money for him. He won his lawsuit over his um, nephew. Yes, Axel. He got three hundred thousand pesos, and that's in for the right American dollars. Would pesos. be um, American dollars twenty five hundred twenty five thousand. Mm, okay. Um, Axel, I actually did. Uh, 
I don't want people to think that I, I got that just from listening to Steve Sims. Mm-hmm. I actually checked on Google. I, really? Currency converter I used awesome. to make sure that that was the... It's actually like closer to 23000 just so people know. Wow, still... Now, uh, next, next question, does Axel have $23,000? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's the funnier one. So, I... I was thinking, man, we should do like a go. What are those websites that have like charity type of? Um, yes, yes. We, like, a site for benefit, Axel. Yeah, We're benefit <laughs> to help Axel pay his uh, twenty-three. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, you know, and I just thought, man, you know, he's your, he's your nephew. He's God your damn nephew. it! I mean, there's no other way besides suing him where you can't just. He he's just saying he's the grandson of um, Santo. I mean, what's the worst? That was the whole point. Nieto is Santo. He wasn't. He was Axel. The, the grandson of Santo. He was still using That's the amazing. He That's was, amazing. He's such a, like, San, Hijo Santo, I mean, was he, I'd like to know if he was always like this. Well, I do, I do remember. Because, I mean, the last couple of years. I remember hearing about that one wrestling show in Georgia where, was when Rey Mysterio Sr. was still wrestling. Mm-hmm. And santa was cocky about i can't remember if, oh i think santa was being stiff with him or something like that and oh, really? he told him stopping stiff and he wouldn't so in the dressing room uh, just beat him into beat santa into oblivion oh really um you know i mean i i've heard stories i don't know how much of it is hearsay but um he's probably a nice guy <laughs> yeah, he blocked. Me. Well, I've never met he him. He blocked me on Twitter. What do I? Care? He blocked you on Twitter. Then, yeah. then hell with him. No. Hell with hell him. With him. We Take his mask off. Um, yeah, that was the other. That was the other news of. Um, that was really the other big news. Um, Horace left CMLL. You were telling me that was me. like that. Was, that would have been the big news <laughs> if we would have done this podcast last Saturday night. <laughs> but it's later it's, in the week. The good thing we waited till Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the big news. Um, he basically left. Because he, he felt he felt he wasn't gonna move up. But like I was saying, it's Horace. He wasn't that good. He wasn't gonna move up that much higher. Right. It was. He he's at a point like he's he's actually really good. He, I mean he's a good he's a good opening match guy. Yes. But he's he's not gonna be a main event guy. Perhaps he saw the writing on the wall. And you were saying he's gonna be doing independence. He's doing independence, and he showed up on. He quit on Friday, I think, and then mm-hmm. on Saturday he showed up at the Todo por el Todo show, which is Hijo Santos' group, who who loves to push new young talent better than anybody, <laughs> which he never does. He's, <laughs> he's basically all the women, the, the women, you know what the women's division is? Esther Moreno, mm-hmm. Rosie Moreno, I think La Diabolica, or one of those other older women, and um, Lady Apache. Lady Apache's the young one, which oh, Lady Apache's Lord. great. Lady Apache's yeah, she great. still is yeah. great. She's like the young one, but that's the whole women's yeah. division. She's great, though. I mean, mm-hmm. she's <laughs> she's, still, I, she's like, still, I was I was looking at the um, Tercera Caída that show in uh, Mexico. Yes, in, interviewed her, and all that I saw was a picture of like the little, the little YouTube like the 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 video caption, the picture caption, and it's just her talking to um, Jose Manuel. And I'm like, man, she still looks good. <laughs> she is gorgeous. Yeah. No, I, she's. I, was, I mean, t- t- she just had a baby. And how, how many kids has she had over the years? I mean, she probably has grandkids by she's, now. She, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, I mean, she's the hottest looking grandma in yeah, the world. She, she, I'm guessing she probably has grandkids. I, I don't. I, I'm guessing she's. I think she is on Facebook. But I mean, somebody has to be friends with her and like just tell us if she if like her oldest kid has like kids already you know she, exactly yeah because that's something I'm really curious about because they start young they're like she was like she was what was she married with 
Brasso or Brasso de Oro, like back in like ninety two or something. Yeah, and and, and she's. Or was that like Grand Apache? I think first, was first. first, and then it was Brasso. And how did Grand Apache get her Lady Apache? And Brasso, and <laughs> and now it was uh, and now she's Electroshock. But at least Electroshock is tall. You know? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> that's like that's like the cool. Maybe guy. she finally thought, okay, I'm going to get a young hot guy yeah. this time. I don't know about hot, but I mean, still. Least, well, I haven't seen him without his mask yeah, on, co- so you know. Compared to um, compared to Brasso de Oro, and, yeah. And, and Grand Apache, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, she like, says, yeah, I've had enough of uh, granddaddies. I want, I, I want some young thing. Yeah, so she, um, he's, he worked, and then the Sunday he worked IWRG. So he's he's going. And it was funny, yeah. he, he, his old excuse was that um, they, you only move up in CML if you're connected to somebody, be it family, mm-hmm. kind of hinting to family. And... <laughs> I, I made a joke afterwards. I go, how come Puma isn't main eventing? Good point. In, um, CMLL. He's like the only guy who's not main eventing. And he has two things going in, in his favor. Or maybe not in his favor. Um, he's a Casas mm-hmm. and he's dating a Estrellita. Oh, yes. Well, and you would think he would be moving up because he's dating. And he's a, he's a fantastic worker. Yeah, I was, and I was going to say. he's a great promo. He's a great promo, too. And he, it looked like he was on the verge of getting pushed. He, but... Yeah, because he wants one. He was in one of those tournaments, too. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but he's a, he's a, he's one of those guys that he should be a main event guy. He should. There's no doubt. I agree. There's no doubt. Like like family or no family, he's a main event guy. Like, I agree. There, I no, agree. He like, is he, awesome. He's at a point where he's he's too good to be like in a second match versus um, whatever trio. Like sometimes I wonder if uh, they try to if they try to almost purposely keep a family member <laughs> down cause, well, well down Felino, just, just kind of like Felino yeah Felino. well just just as an example this, so uh, how do you say nepotism doesn't get out of control I, I remember hearing years ago in Calgary that when you know Stu Hart was calling the shots at the shows he'd make sure at least one of his sons jobbed each night so that it wouldn't look like oh the Hart boys are indestructible well, see the thing is the problem though is like if you go down the roster mm-hmm. all, there's a lot of kid, guys who are second generation mm-hmm. even the opening match you have some guys like you have Mochocota's son working yeah. openers you have um, Herodis son is working openers uh, who's fantastic you'll love that guy if you ever get to see him mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure you I actually I no, there was I can't remember what show it was I don't know if, if, if Cub Sam recorded it, but there's a show where you just have to watch his entrance because mm-hmm. he, he does this hilarious thing. But his dad did the same thing. I didn't realize his dad was like the same. He wore like kind of like those old Roman-looking outfits. Yes. Gladiator outfits. Oh, I dug uh, Herodes. Yeah, so, I have seen him. I've seen the father so, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm talking about the junior. Yeah. Like, not, I don't know if you've seen him recently or have you seen him at all. No, I've just seen the father. Yeah. Um, I've not seen Junior. But then you go down the card and there's still, like like I'm saying, second generation. Well, when you think but about it... at the top, the problem with, with Puma is that they elevated the new Perot. And new Perot is related to Rush and the Mystico and the new Mystico. So it's like, you have one, rel- one sec- relative of a wrestler working that should be higher, but then you give this guy... You're pushing like, the wrong the family You're pushing member. the wrong family member. Like... <laughs> And when you think about it, in Mexico, there are so many second, third, and fourth generation yeah, wrestlers so like who couldn't push everybody. everybody. Everybody, I think almost everybody in CML is connected to somebody. In a, it is a, is a second generation or a related to a wrestler. So it's like it's it's not just it's one, one of the cool things about lucha. How because it's even like that here in LA. Like it, when you go to lucha shows, mm-hmm. you have a lot of guys who are like like you're probably the only one that doesn't have like a hijo de vandal drop. 
Really? Like, you don't want Or, like, you don't have, like, well, a, a mini pequeño vandal. Yeah, I had, oh, well, I had my nuts lanced several years ago, so there will be no mini vandal drummonds. <laughs> but, um, like I was saying, like, um, Herodas Jr., he did this thing where he comes in with his, um, the Roman, um, or the, the, that, what's that thing that they put on? The, the toga? The toga, yeah. yeah. He goes, up with the toga and he walks like, like he's, like he's a gladiator. <laughs> That's it's great. So hilarious. Oh, I must it's see so it. so hilarious. Oh, the other news from Inferno in the Ring, uh, Super Luchas reported that Sin Cara showed up at, uh, back th- at, at the show. Really? The real Sin Cara. The, 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 the WWE one, not one of the fake ones. Yes, thing. yes. Because there's fake Sin Caras. You know there's fake Sin Caras. I've heard that, yes. Yeah, um, he showed up and he was invited backstage to, to say hi to his friends. Wow. So there's. What, what that says? They've, they've, I guess the ban is dead on him. Like, it's, it's done. Oh, wow. He's. he's I'm guessing they, I, they, I, they I, might. They might like if he does. If he ever leaves WWE, there's a spot for him. I it. hope so. You know, because I, you know, I have heard he's kind of an arrogant guy and stuff. But I mean, he was such a draw in yeah. CMLL. He was the last big draw in CMLL, and he. I think he. He got. I know he got injured a lot, but I still think he got a raw deal in WWE. They don't know their head from their ass when it comes to well, pushing see, a and luchador. That's what we're saying about with like La Sombra. It doesn't matter who they get; they're gonna fuck it up. Exactly. Exactly. English speaking wrestler. Yeah. The only one. Well, luchador. and they the even they it. even fucked it up with Alberto Del Rio by just when they turned him babyface and saying you know saying he's Latin he's Latin he's yeah. Latin yeah. you know it's just uh, they turn it to Ricky Ricardo <laughs> yeah exactly it, yeah, they, it, it, they, they kind of screw up a lot of this stuff but I was thinking like if Sin Cara ever did leave mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind a Mystico like him turning heel and joining Averno that would feud, be way cool feud with the new Mystico with Mascara Dorada and all those guys because that would be pretty bad. Because I remember even bad. getting excited uh, about the concept. Remember when the rumor went around that they were going to bring Averno into WWE to feud with him? Yeah, I was already salivating at the thought of those matches that, 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 and to have them and have them be uh, arm in arm in yeah, uh, CMLL. That, that ended rather, rather quickly. Yeah, <laughs> weird. The, the weird. WWE just comes up with like the weirdest stuff. Like the, the one thing I will say about WWE now is that it's actually entertaining, like their show. Yeah, I agree with they're, that. They're pushing so many new guys. See, I think they're good at what they do. Yeah. They're good at being WWE, but when they say, "Oh, we're going to push a big Latin superstar," they they just don't know what they're doing. I kind of think the only group that actually knows how to do things well is New Japan, for yeah. whatever reason. Because I mean, you look at like if if you had the same like the mentality that New Japan has with their the way they're. They create stars with CMLL. I mean, there would be no, like, no doubt they wouldn't have, like, New Perot and Thunder on their roster. Yes, there would yes. Be no, like, they, or if they were in the <laughs> roster, they would be, like, in the, like, they would probably be, like, in the very bottom part. Well, like John Strongman. They yeah, know what to do with him. Something, they would do something completely different with him. And, you know, these guys are no, Thunder and New Perot are no strong. Oh, God. Strongman yeah. is actually pretty good compared to that. Now, I have not seen Thunder. I know on one of the previous Lucha World podcasts, we he's talked actually, about that disastrous debut. Yeah, he's a little better now, but it's still... But it still sucks. Still. Well, I mean, he just knows his spot, but there's some stuff he still can't... Like, he can't lift the guy up properly and wow. stuff like that. For a big guy, he just doesn't... And they haven't worked in, like, a, a little guy. He, they haven't worked in as a high-flying big guy. How strange. It makes no sense. He should be, like, the big guy who, like... People ba- bounce off him. He's basically a, a, a cheaper Marco Corleone. Because Marco Corleone does that and does that well. Yeah, he should be, like, an, an attraction where the wrestlers yes. bounce off him yes. and he squashes yes, them. Yes, because Marco Corleone, when he showed up, he actually figured out how to... When he turned babyface, he was mm-hmm. going to be a guy who could do, like... He had his spot. 
Yes. And he, figured out, and he still works like a big guy, though. Because even Conan crit- critiqued him. He's like, you do some of the stuff that, like a little, like a smaller wrestler, and it doesn't work. That so you got to do the, you got to do big, big guys. Oh, I agree. And I, I, you know, I've seen big guys over the years do that where, uh, God, I can't remember what the name was, but there's a local guy who was big and was doing this kind of monster gimmick. Mm-hmm. And he's wrestling a guy much smaller than himself, and he's doing these fancy moves off the rope. And I'm saying, no, you're big. You should just be running over him. You should be destroying him, not leaping around him. I think because they think, like, you see, like, Undertaker and guys like that do, like, a dive. Mm-hmm. They, oh, they got it. But the Undertaker doesn't work like a small guy. Undertaker knows that he has to beat the... He doesn't do any of that, like, high flying. You he see does, those dives does, at WrestleMania. Does, yeah, WrestleMania. He saves it for WrestleMania. That's when you do it. He doesn't do, like... He's not doing planches all the time and, and trying to do, like, the tope con hilo and all this stuff. Or, like... And, I mean, there's a big difference between Undertaker. I mean, Undertaker, when he became Undertaker, already had, like, what? I think he had, like, six, seven years of experience. Legit yes. experience. Not like Thunder's well, fake. Exactly. Worked five years. Exactly. Years. And he's you know, somebody Undertaker who's... actually traveled and worked... Because I remember seeing him in Texas. Like, before we moved You saw him when he was Mark Calloway, huh? Him, yeah, I saw him when he was on um, The Punisher. Wow. He was a Punisher and on um, World Class and oh. USWA. And after that six, seven years of experience, he didn't rest on his laurels. He strived. I think I even saw him. I think he was know? Master of Pain, too, for some reason. I can't remember. Wow. But uh, he was a bunch of different things. Um, let's see. Oh, we should talk about Ricky Marvin almost retiring. Ah, seriously? <laughs> he, he, tweeted, he tweeted he was going to retire. But uh, one thing will you there's two things Ricky Marvin will sometimes tweet. I think he tweets when he's drunk, and he, <laughs> he tweets when he's depressed. I think because he misses being in Mexico because in Japan a lot. Could be. He might be tired and stuff. So he tweets that, and it's, it's pretty hilarious. It's like, <laughs> uh, we'll believe, because he said he was going to retire after the after this tour he is in in, in Japan right now. But he, I, I don't think he is. Poor Ricky's got the blues, yeah. probably. It's, it'd be sad if he left, because he's, he's a really good worker. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he gets... And he actually said he would get a better, uh, like, a better paying job or something. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> The, the, the life of a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glorious life. So enjoyable. Well, a lot of news. I, I think we have a lot just based on the fact that we didn't really... Like, I had all this other stuff we were going to talk about. But the I, press I, conference kind of took over. I was going to say, I think we'd be here all night if yeah. we covered all the news. Well, I think that just means we have to... I'll do the historical podcast on my own at one point. Okay, <laughs> there you go. And we'll, uh, and we'll... You know what we should do? We should do what Carl Stern did. 31 podcasts in 31 days. A marathon. Yes. We might do something like that. I don't think I've listened to a single one of his podcasts, but... Neither have I, and I don't know why, because some of them sounded like they were pretty cool. Some of them sound awesome, but... Yeah. I think think right now I'm just listening to Conan's podcast, because he usually talks about stuff that has lucha. His is a fascinating podcast. I know, I don't don't agree with his his take on on Rush. I'm very upset. I'm very upset at Conan for saying what he said about Is what, what did he say about Rush? I missed Rush this. looks like a... I can't mention Oh, it. yeah, yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, that's not cool. He said he was good, though. He's great. Yeah. And, and and if and he didn't look like that... Who doesn't? I mean, if you're... I, I mean, mean, yeah. Let me, just, let me just tell you. What wrestler who puts on a bunch of oil, shows up in his... Shaves truck, his body. Shaves his body, isn't going to look like that to a guy who's... Yeah going to be like all the one of these guys who thinks yeah all this stuff so it's like so we'll say a much more polite way he said rush looked flaming yes yeah i, I but i mean it's rough i'm not trying to be correct but i yeah, i don't like that yeah, word either not, i don't not. i don't think it's a cool word and and saying it like it's a bad thing i mean <laughs> what's wrong with that hey, pimpinela he yeah. rocks 
You know who I've been watching? I've been watching a lot of the IWRG from last year. Yes. And there's this guy. I don't think you see him. Chicano. He retired this year, which is a shame. Really? Dude, yeah, I, I've, he, I've seen some IWRG, but I don't. I don't think Chicano I've seen. Chicano used to work at Bugan, Bugambilia. Yeah, I he definitely an, haven't. He was seen an exotico, mm-hmm. but there was another exotico. Like like all things in lucha, there's always somebody else with your name somewhere else in yes. Mexico. So all of a sudden, that guy gets a little fame. You have to change your name. Although the other <laughs> Bugambilia is pretty good too. Um, this guy changed his name to Chicano, and I had seen some of his work as Chicano, just the matches, and I started watching his promos. And you know what it basically is? Him doing um, Eddie Guerrero. No way. So it's like he does this. Um, he does, they bring out because you know they do all those faction group group mm-hmm. um, matches, cyberneticos. Yes. It was the first generation IWRG versus second generation IWRG, and he comes out and it's Chicano, and the one guy next to him is I think it's Carter Brava. He's like, yeah, we're gonna beat these guys. We're all excited. We're gonna we're gonna prove it to these guys that we're gonna beat them. And he gives the mic to to Chicano. He's like, he's like. He's like, orale, orale, vato, ese. Doing an homage yeah, yeah, to so one of the like, great he's ones. Like, he's like, aquí está el campeón, vato. <laughs> and I just started laughing because I just love hearing like guys talk. Because like, that's that's how you talk when you're with like the when you're talking Spanish. That's how a lot right. of guys here talk. Like, <laughs> like if you go to a lucha show, I'm probably like the only person who speaks Spanish that doesn't talk. That. <laughs> Although I could get away with it. Like, true. Like, yeah, because like, so, and Superboy doesn't talk like that either when we speak. That's Spanish. true. But um, it's a, it's a, it's a great gimmick. It's too bad he retired. Oh, that is too bad. Yeah. Oh, I'm late to the party yeah, again. He's somebody. He's somebody that probably should have been mm-hmm. in Triple A or CML. Wow. Maybe he'll come back. You never know. You never know. When you know how retirements go in yeah, wrestling, people get hungry. How many years, How many times have you retired? I've never retired, and I'm never going to announce her. Look at Ray Mendoza Jr. How many times has he retired? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that's why That's why. even though I'm, you know, even though I wrestle only, what, what once. once a month, uh, I'm probably going to wind it up this year, but I'm not going to say that definitely because I know everybody gets hungry to You're play. You're going to want to try 60-year-olds. You want to get into the playground again and again and again, so you're, you're, I will never say retire. You might be wrestling twice this year, this week, and this month. That's true. The Oh, yes, uh, that's something we should mention before we go. August 25th, the second annual Leyendas show in Los Angeles, California at Las Ch- Chavez Cafe. Yeah. Is it the same place you went to last? Yes. So basically, if you're... If, on one, if you're going to go to the show, on one side, <laughs> you'll see like a, like the gay parade type of thing. Yes. And then the other side, you'll see a bunch of old Mexicans. With pot bellies. With pot bellies. Yes. And that's the, that's the lucha show. The other one where the, 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 the guys who are well-built and... and yeah, flawless-looking flawless young looking, men, shirtless. Yes, shirtless. That's not the lucha yeah. show. That's, that's when I, that's that's, when I, yeah. I realized, that's when I knew. It yeah, the Dragon Gate show though. <laughs> Gate. I was gonna say that's when you knew. Yeah, there's not an ounce of gay in me because if there was, I would have been across the street. <laughs> this, these were like several dozen flawless-looking, yeah. chiseled young men with their arms around each other, and I said, "Yeah, if, I, if there was even a little gay in me, I, I would have blown <laughs> off the wrestling show in a heartbeat." Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, this August 25th and last year was so much fun. Yeah. It, even if you don't know the history of Los Angeles Lucha Libre. You should come out and see it. It's like yeah, even, a big if, party. Yeah, even if you can't fit in the building, there's something going on outside. Or you could talk with the luchadors. Oh, yeah, there were barbecues, barbecues going on outside. outside. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, you see old comrades seeing each yeah. other for the first time in years. Uh, and a lot of the younger wrestlers, like last year, both Mercurio Jr., Superboy Jr., uh, 
yeah, last year I was Jalisco going... Jalisco Sun was there. Jalisco Sun, yes. It's... Uh, so we'll give you even further info because with all the news going, as you suggested, this podcast should be done more frequently. And I might actually be doing it, so... That's cool, but... Kurt might join in, but not, I, not yeah. as often. <laughs> yes. Kurt's, got, Kurt's got other better things to do, like work. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> it, 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 it. You know, that's the thing, like, I was, like, when people tell me to do podcasts, like, it's kind of hard because you got to figure out your schedule to mm-hmm. that person's schedule. Yeah. It's so impossible. Well, no, if you, ever, if you ever do one on your own, go for it, but yeah. I'll, I'll try to make it more frequently because... Uh, there is, I mean, Lucha is hot right now. Yeah. Lucha is just really... There's always news. Like, I, yes. I think in the last couple of months, there's been so much more news. Yeah, 2013 is is like a... Res- and there's a lot of wrestling to it's watch. It's like a too. renaissance. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there right now. We still have to talk about AAA. There's a lot of AAA. To there play. is, yes. <laughs> Shall we save it for next one? Have you watched Triple Mania yet? Nope. <laughs> Don't plan on watching it? You know how much wrestling I watch these days. You have zero interest in watching Triple Mania. Okay, if I was going to watch one thing on Triple Mania, if, what, what should I check out? Probably Messias versus Blue Demon. Okay. I think that's on Actually, that'd be my choice. I, I remember, because I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I when I saw Blue Demon. It's been such a long time. On, I don't even remember. I know. Well, remember how the last time we did like three podcasts in a week? Yes, and I, that's, what, that's why I thought, you know what? Kurt's tired of doing podcasts. That's why we're not doing it. You know, I'm not. I'm not can, you know, I'm not tired of it. I just, I just have to work so into my schedule. There was yeah. so much news that week. Everything was happening. And then um, we were going to do one before triple, after triple, before triple mania or after triple mania. Mm-hmm. Whenever that show that you went to, it was, I think it was around that time. Yes. And then, like when we didn't do it, I thought, well, you know, maybe I won't watch triple mania until we, until we plan the, the the podcast. Then you didn't do the <laughs> podcast. And I didn't watch Triple Mania, and I kept streaming it, waiting, waiting. And I just watched, like, some, like when I talked to Steve, I was like, I'll just watch a couple of Right, right. It wasn't that big. But here, hell, here's another idea. We should do one live from Bell Gardens one week. We should, uh... Bell Gardens? Wow. You know, uh, that, uh, uh, the Santino Brothers shows. Uh, go oh, see Chaos really? and all those guys. We'll just, Seriously, uh... yeah. It's yeah, on that, a Thursday. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, on a Thursday when, uh... Or on a Friday, I mean... Yeah, because oh, uh, on a Thursday night when I have the Friday... It has to be Thursday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless we ask them to rearrange Yeah, we'll have to have to tell them to switch it to Friday. That'd be kind of a fun place to do a live remote uh, broadcast. Oh, really? That'd be fun, yeah. Have chaos tell us what, what, what we don't know about wrestling. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, is his voodoo gimmick the coolest thing? Have you seen thing? the shirt? The yes! Really cool. I saw the shirt. I just saw that. I'm... I didn't see it at the show, which I'm kind of dis. I, I think I saw it, but she had already packed it. Jezebel. Oh my god, I want one of those. And then I saw it after I was like, oh shit. And I am high on Voodoo Chaos. It is, he is so cool. Yeah. He is so cool. I, I, I think he could go places with that. And I do want to get the shirt. And by the way, I, I forgot to mention this to you. Uh, another reason to go see the Bell Gardens show is just. A small room that seats at most like forty people. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. <laughs> but but it's lined with all this memorabilia, including a wall full of shirts put on display. Oh, really? And amongst those shirts is the Lucha World. Oh, shirt. wow! I was really tickled when I saw that. Wow! So, did you yeah. tell? Did you tell Chaos? No, I didn't say anything. Well, I just sat there. They were just shocked. Like, I was just wow. You should That's awesome. My, you should give him the I hate your father t-shirt. Uh, I will do that. I will do that. Definitely. You might, you might still have one in your in your possession. I do. And if not, we could get yeah, more. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you cool. one. Cool. I'll give you one. Okay, so, uh, well, yeah, you'll be hearing either Fredo more frequently or... Yeah, or us. Or me and Fredo more frequently yeah. because Lucha rocks. Um, and... Uh, 
<laughs> Here comes the ending. Here comes the ending. And I can't think of a song to sing, so... Why don't you sing the Nelly song? The Nelly La song? La Sombra's entrance song. I don't know that song. <clears throat> oh, uh, well, the song I went to the ring to... Uh, I wanted you to sing the Nelly Hippie, song. hippie, hippie soy. Hippie, hippie, hippie soy. I couldn't soy. figure it out. When you played it, it took me a while to figure I, it out. I was like, what is that? Yeah, I'd have I have to listen to it again. I don't think I, I saw the hippie in... Uh, yeah, yeah, we're all singing the Mare Scenario, Joe. You gotta no pick. te quiere ni tu padre ni tu madre. You should do the gimmicks like dress as an executive. <laughs> That'd <laughs> be great. And, and then dress as uh, the Bethlehem boy, uh, yeah. uh, Dave, David El Pastor. Or we're saving this for Holt Street Wrestling. Holt Street Wrestling coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon. Like Whether you never. like it or not. Oh never. my God. There's never. a lot to there's we, a lot we to We fantasy booked our own promotion. We have. We have. Yes. And, uh, and who, it's who knows? probably the worst promotion. Promotion, uh, the most disgusting promotion of all time. And I, if, and if, I think we, we, we would be. I think we're just the people to do it. Yes, Johnny Legend would be. Fun. I was about to say he yeah. would. He would be on a bullet train down yeah. here on, on on a red line just or just saying that. How bad our ideas? How horrible our, our ideas were that. He would say he was never prouder of us. Yes. Is what he would say. He would enjoy it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we I will. Think Conan would enjoy it too. <laughs> <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, yeah, I can't think of that. What other songs are there out there? Uh, um, I don't know. Wooly Bully. You know, I already did that one, didn't I? I sung Wooly Bully a bunch of times. just Slam and Stands finale. I'm five years ahead of my time. No, the, the, how we used to end Look into my mind. Look how, we ahead, ended, look how we always end at the Slam and Stands show. May the right hemisphere of the brain short circuit the left hemisphere. The left hemisphere short circuit the right hemisphere. And bing! You're there. See you next time, folks.